Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon, and Brianna Larimer share their decades of experience training in workplaces across the nation and talk to other experts about what it takes to be a team player, a great manager, and a leader others want to follow. This is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. My name is Brianna Larimer. With you, you have Missouri Training Institute, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon. And today's topic is on burnout and bounce back. And I always think it's interesting when we think about this because we're always thinking if we can just do more, do more, do more, that we're getting more accomplished. And that isn't always the case. No, it is not. I don't think it's, it is at all. In fact, um, I'll share a story with you. Then this happened very early in my career. Um, but my old boss um, uh, gave delegated a report to me. And um, so this report required me to uh, contact a bunch of different organizations and then kind of compile this report. And then I sent this report back to my boss. All right. Um, and you know, he, to be honest, he got this report delegated to him and you know, he's the boss. So it all kind of comes downhill. Um, so I did this report and, you know, I, I did it with some gusto. Um, but I started doing this report on a monthly basis. And after a period of time, it took me about three, four months where I just started to feel like I was doing the cut, copy and and change thing, you know? So you take all the data from this month and you you, know, you find it and you replace it with today's data, you know? And I, I just kept feeling like, you know, why, why am I doing this every single month? Um, I really didn't know who got the report. I didn't really understand what the report was used for. And so I started to ask my boss these particular kinds of questions. Who gets this report? Why is this report necessary? Because I've been doing it the same time on a monthly basis for a little bit of time. And then um, come to find out when he didn't know the answers to this. So when he started asking his bosses the answers to those questions, come to find out the pe these folks only wanted the report done once. And I had been doing it mm -hmm. over and over on a monthly basis and never really understanding. So you think about all the amount of time that I spent doing that and the stress that it brought to me every single month when I could have easily have done uh, just one thing and then moved on. Right. Um, but it was because I had I didn't have a very clear expectation about this report and what was expected of me. Well, and all the time you spent on that, that you weren't spending doing some of the other stuff that probably would have led us to a little bit more effectiveness. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times we think, you know, the more hours we spend doing things, um, the more effective or even the more productive uh, we're going to be. And that's just not the case. Not the case. Not the case. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this idea of burnout. How would you define it? How do you know when you're kind of getting there? Um, I think, you know, in some ways, you know, what what we just talked about, the idea that, um, you know, and, and it's more than just stress. I mean, we feel stress on a daily basis, but that doesn't necessarily mean we feel burned out or that we have burnout. I think it's it's at a higher level than that. And I think burnout is typically characterized by feelings of inefficacy, mm -hmm. right? So we've become inefficient at even the things that we most often are good at. Um, so for us, maybe it's regular training or curriculum writing or coaching and development, exhaustion, mm -hmm. 
at most normal daily activities. So we spend our days exhausted. And I think there's that level of cynicism. Um, so we kind of tilt our heads a little bit more and become more cynical about other things. So it's a combination of those things that aren't just normal, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and I think it's different for everybody. You know, the way that I might reach that particular level of exhaustion might be a little bit different than maybe somebody else. Sure. You know, the other thing I think that you bring up, Ray, which is a very interesting point is, you know, not all stress is bad, right? Some stress is great. It kind of does help us uh, push us along and to probably reach some goals that we're uh, feeling. But when that stress becomes really overwhelming, um, then sometimes we just kind of throw our hands up in the air, you know, and then that burnout can kind of set in. Right. And I, and I think that's, that's important to note because recognizing that if this cycle is not interrupted, right, I mean, we can perform at a high level with that level of pressure that you're talking about. Um, but if it's not interrupted, this burnout can turn into depression. Mm and take you at lower levels of functioning when life becomes overwhelming. And that's when that cynicism turns in and then nothing gets done. Right. At, at a and, and it's not just about things aren't getting done at work either. You right. know, sometimes oh. when you're reaching that particular point, it affects your personal life Absolutely. as well. So can you all think of a time, I guess, you know, as, as I'm reflecting here on this idea of, of burnout, and as you all have explained it, you know, I think it, I think back to one particular career. And uh, I know that when you give and you give and you give, and then you come home and literally that, that idea of exhaustion, you have nothing left when you come home. I can remember at the time my now husband, then boyfriend, friend would just look at me like, what is wrong with you? You know, and so sometimes I think that you can have some indicators with people around you who know you best just can also maybe step in and let you know, hey, you're reaching a point that doesn't look like the normal you. Would you agree with that? Or have you all ever had a time like that? Well, I've certainly um, have had, you know, close friends and family that have been worried about me once in a while. You know, I guess I would say the moments that I feel really burned out and I've I've had those. I think everybody's kind of had those at some point in their life is a lot of times I kind of forget my reason why. Mm. You know, why am why am I here doing this? What what's What's in it for me? You know, why do I get a kick out of this particular job? And when I kind of lose sight of that, it doesn't really become much fun anymore for me. Um, and that's kind of sometimes when I can feel myself uh, moving into those things. But in, in terms of indicators, yeah, I mean, sometimes I would get angry pretty quickly. Sometimes I would just, um, you know, kind of go through my day, you know, wasting time, just, you know, waiting for the... Uh, waiting for the bell to ring so I can just go home and do something else, you know, or I found myself sleeping a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's those kinds of indicators, but you, you know, you gotta be self-aware about that kind of stuff. So if you can't, if you don't necessarily have that self-awareness, then having friends or family, um, being able to recognize those kind of behaviors could help you then, um, to realize, oh gosh, maybe, maybe I, I am going down a pathway that I need to kind of think a little more deeply about. And I think it, leaders can help do that, too. Absolutely. I think recognizing and asking good questions, you know, staying in tune with your employees, you know, what stress looks like, like normal stress, right? What normal stress looks like on your people and then what actual burnout looks like or knowing that 
your department and your team has had a lot going on, or maybe knowing we have been short-staffed and there's no end in sight. We're on a budget freeze, or we have just taken on a very big and challenging assignment. Um, so those things you know are happening. And so you have to plan for breaks. You have to already have those stopgap type things going on and, and part of the process for your team so that maybe in some ways you can either prevent burnout that you know will be part of the process, or you can be very mindful looking for those signs. Um, so I think a leader can also do what Dewey's talking about, you know, friends and family, right. but um, thinking that leaders should be looking for those things as well. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting, Ray, because um, when I look around this table, all three of us right here today, we all have such different ways that we all approach stress as well as when we're getting burned out. You know, when I think about you, Ray, you're such an activator. And so I know that you're kind of getting burned out. I know you're kind of getting stressed out even more when, you know, you don't, when, when I don't see you doing things to get <laughs> things moving, right? You know, you kind of back away a little bit. For me, I kind of retreat into myself, I think probably more so. And Brianna, you really get into your office and close the door and you don't want to interact with a lot of folks. I think we all handle it, you know, completely different. Yeah, and I think that's good questions to ask. Right, right. You know? Well, because, you know, you brought up a good point, Ray, in, in that you said, you know, as a leader, you kind of can plan and prepare. You know what's going on within your own organization. But it's, I can only imagine as a leader, so much more difficult to try and what may be going on outside of the organization in this person's home life, in this person's, you know, just general. And that, and that I think that's where when you said you have to know your people, um, that's critical, you know. And and there's the, the lines between work and life. I don't know that there really are any anymore. And so we've talked about that on previous episodes. Um, how So take care of the whole person. But, you know, when we think about this idea of burnout, it really has a cost associated to it. And, Ray, you've done some, some research on this. Um, but how much does it cost an organization if your employees are getting burned out? Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I yes, in, in my research, um, you know, Harvard Business Review, let me, let me look over here. It says, you know, the annual cost of health care mm -hmm. just related to burnout, um, the health care spending alone is anywhere from 125 billion. Mm. That's with a B. B is in boy. 125 billion to 190 billion. Wow. In healthcare costs. So thinking about, you know, that's not only let's say medications, trips to, you know, hospitals and and clinics and things like that, but days off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? As a result of that. Um Burned out employees are about 13% less confident in their own performance, 63% uh, more likely to take six days. Um, and that's a Gallup study that was done just, just last year, at the end of last year. Mm. So that's employees reporting on themselves, mm -hmm. right. saying that they're, they're less likely to feel comfortable with their own performance. And, of course, they're taking time off. So if they're taking time off, we've already got stressed out employees, even other burned out employees that are having to pick up the slack that they're not doing. And then I thought this was interesting. I happened to cross an article where a CEO of a company, I won't mention um, which, but was actually criminally convicted 
for the suicide that had happened within his organization wow. due to a burned out employee. And I thought that was really, I mean, that means they could prove that this person knew um, and had indication that um, this person knew was burned out and was suffering and wow. did nothing to prevent it or take action. You know, and then I think about even additional costs to the organization. When you think about, you know, you got burned out employees who quit, and then how much does that cost that organization to go out oh. and, and look for new talent, get new talent in, get them trained, get them up to mm -hmm. speed? I mean, I always think that a, a displacement becomes a, a misplacement. A misplacement. That's yeah. it. A misplacement becomes a displacement that requires a, a replacement yeah. once in a while. So that is expensive. It, it can be very, very expensive. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the things I really valued when you just hearing that that story that you just mentioned, Ray, that's that's an, that's incredible. Obviously, a very extreme case, but so real, you know, and and I loved one of the things that you all did when I first started with MTI. And it was this idea of you get the best out of me when, you know, and we do this with our participants mm -hmm. in some of our trainings, too. Um, we talk about different types of personality assessments, but. I think that that's incredibly important is to recognize, again, not just taking the time to talk to your people and find out what's going on in their life, but what is it that will make them thrive with within your organization? Yes. You have to have those conversations. Yes. Yeah. You know, you talk about, Dewey, when you talk about misplacements and displacements and replacements and all of those things, that we know that people that are burned out, there is a higher rate of turnover. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Um, and that doesn't mean that they even recover from the last place where they were burned out before they take on a new job. And, you know, burnout is happening not only with the work that they're doing, but I can think of a time where... I got burned out, not because I didn't love the work, but I didn't love my manager. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like working for my manager. Mm -hmm. And so it became a grind in that way because I had worked under a different manager doing the exact same job I was doing. But when I had new leadership come in, it did burn me out because they didn't know how to lead effectively. Mm -hmm. And then my people became burned out because I was burned out. And so it, it was a really vicious cycle. And so it's hard when your people are burned out. They know you're burned out. Um, you're burned out because your leadership is bad. And I, I think that's, you know, just double trouble. I mean, all of it's a recipe. Or maybe your your people weren't burned out until you became burned out. It's that power of it's example, hard. isn't it? That's, that's just such a great example of that. Uh, you know, you have to be the example of the behavior that you expect of your employees. So, you know, when your employees start to get burned out, you know, take a close look at yeah. yourself. Are yeah. you giving those kind of cues and those examples to them? Yeah. Uh, you know, I in thinking about this, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. You know, um, we didn't hopefully start out that way that or even if we did, it doesn't matter. I think there are ways that we can reverse or alleviate that burnout. Um, and again, you're the leader. Leaders lead. Leaders go first. So whether it's your people that are burned out and you recognize it, you can do things that change that mm -hmm. or you are burned out, <laughs> um, you know, and you know it and it's either going to lead to your people getting burned out or everybody's burned out. But either way, I think we need to recognize as leaders, we can make that change. We can reverse that. Um, and there are things that we can do to stop burnout and kind of come back with that. 
And that to me is the first thing is just recognizing, wait a minute, we, we've got to take a break because if you aren't taking care of your people, then it doesn't matter. You're not producing anything of value anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to take a break because chances are the quality, the quantity, whatever it is, is not where it needs to be. So don't think that by taking a break, you know, you're going to stop production. You've already halted production. Right. So stop, look up, um, and find a way to provide better support. Um, and that might be in better tools, mm-hmm. you know, and tools can be other resources, help. Um, you know, those can be tangible. Those might look like they're intangible. You know, I think another thing that leaders can do is, to kind of help prevent this or to at least uh, overcome it when they do experience this with their employees is to maybe go through an exercise of repartization. You know, I think Definitely. oftentimes we have, uh, we add more and more and more onto each other's plates, but we never really think about whether those things that we're adding, um, do they really add value? Are they really, really important? Or do we just think they're important right. in the whole big scheme of things? And so maybe going through an exercise of reprioritizing what really needs to get done, what is our core business, what is uh, really going to move the needle on this team versus those things that, you know, not necessarily going to do those things and try to get rid of as much of that as you can um, so that you're not, your time isn't spent doing all those things all right. the time. Nice to do or need to do. Right, right. And I, you know, one of the things that you all have been great at here as well, and I encourage every, every leader out there listening, um, self-care, you know, self-care is, is critical and we hear it now and it just seems like it's um, just common language to talk about. But I mean, truly investing in and telling, encouraging your people to invest in some self-care. It, it can do wonders. You know, when we talk about those days that, that people are taking, they're doing it anyway. You know, they're, they're going to take a mental health day. They're going to take a sick day. And so if you let them know that, hey, I support you in doing what you need to do to get you back on track here. I just wonder, um, again, and maybe you can shed some light on this, how how much more effective that would be as opposed to them doing it anyway. Right, right. Well, I think, you know, the other thing we have to recognize here is that this is why we have employee assistance programs, too, for for people. Um, And I do think it's important that as leaders you recognize um, your area of expertise and what mm-hmm. you're not so good at. Yeah. Um, so this is a delicate balance for leaders to think about. Um, I can recognize that an employee may be burned out. I can certainly offer support. I can certainly maybe coach them to maybe reprioritize things uh, and help them think through that. But I'm also not a licensed psychiatrist or psychologist. So it is important to let the experts handle some of those kinds of of things, especially if you're dealing with some mental health issues. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think as a leader, you, you need to be documenting Yes. some of this as well. Yeah. Getting your HR involved if you need to so that you're protected. You know, and, and as a leader, if your team is overwhelmed to the point of visible burnout, mm-hmm. maybe it's time that you ask your boss for a break because something's going to give. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like drinking from a fire hose. You're only going to get so much in and then the rest is just going to run out. I think you should advocate for your team and say, you know what? My team's had enough mm-hmm. and we we need a break. 
and I'm I'm asking for a timeout for my team mm-hmm. in order for them to, you know, get get back to ground level, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, so I I think you should as a as a leader talk to your boss and say my team needs a break. So you know we're spending a lot of time here talking about from the the leaders you know perspective and how to help the employees. I'm curious from you all as leaders. I mean, how have you dealt with burnout? For me, I, you know, the moments when I find myself kind of going down this pathway, um, I'm more of an introverted person that I need a little bit more time to kind of think things through. I like to uh, journal a lot. I also have to remind myself about my why. Uh, that helps me. And the other thing that really helps me, Brianna, is to recognize that I've got team members that count on me. And so when I find myself, you know, going down this pathway of, oh, woe is me and I'm, you know, so stressed out, I've got to remember that I've got two fabulous people that work with me and I can't let them down. Um, And sometimes that brings me back from the brink, I guess, so to speak, (laughs) and kind of gets me to be a little bit more re-engaged. So I I would probably suggest that, um, you know, leaders who have that self-awareness, again, can come and um, you know figure out what works for them, but they've got to be honest with themselves. They've got to look from within um, to to recognize those those moments, and then be proactive about doing something about it. You know, instead of just giving into it and and pulling the sheets up over your head and and, and go back to sleep mm-hmm. for the next you know day or so. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong; we all need a mental health day, right? And you know, but at the same time, it, if you can get out of it about yourself and recognize that you're just one person, but you have other people that can count on you. That can sometimes motivate you as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I um, I rely on my network, mm-hmm. um, and definitely, and I vent to Dewey. Yeah, I mean he's my boss, you know. So well, sorry, bud. And I vent to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's been times when you know, uh, you know, when Ray's come to me and said said, Dewey, you know, how you feeling? You, you know, you, you seem burnt out or you seem stressed out, you know, and, and what can I do to relieve some of that? And, um, you know, just by having somebody there I can talk to and somebody that can listen, um, you know, that's helpful, you know, but I think leaders often don't kind of share that maybe with their employees because they're, they're, they're too afraid to look weak or something like right. that. But, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have Ray around to kind of help talk me through some of this uh, once in a while. And and we're in a unique situation because yes, we, we are. go back thirty years. And that's right. That's right. I was your boss one time, and now you're my boss. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's an interesting dynamic. It, it is, and it we're is. able to do that yeah. for each other. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that you all have again helped me understand through through this whole conversation, plus just our general practices over the last three years, is that burnout isn't failure. No. It doesn't mean that if I'm burned out as an employee that I am failing. I'm failing myself, failing you, failing this organization. It is a temporary, hopefully, place that we're going to move very quickly from um, with the proper support and understanding. Yeah. It's a human condition. Absolutely. Right? It's a human condition and it's a a place society finds itself in. Um, And I think it's managing Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we need to be communicating um, and everybody handles things at different levels. And I think what frustrates me as a leader and a person is 
to me, what's what's failing is when you don't admit it. And, you know, and I don't mean failing, but just that idea that somebody just doesn't say, you know what? Time out, people. (laughs) Time out. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, let's let's re regroup here and get this thing. Yeah. Um, headed in the right direction. So. Nothing's ever going to nothing's ever going to improve until you can admit what's going on, right? right? And you can really survey the immediate environment that you find yourself in and make a different choice about how you're going to move forward. Right. Yep. Awareness is over half of it. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. Well, any final thoughts as we wrap up this idea of burnout? You know, it's human. It it's human. I would also say don't go it alone. Um, when you find yourself being maybe recognizing these signs of stress uh, or, or burnout, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to your coworkers, you know, go in and talk to your boss, um, you know, kind of let them know um, how you're feeling uh, and that kind of thing um, so that we can get it out and make a more proactive choice about how we're going to handle it. Yeah. And let your boss know if you think you're seeing it in him or her. Absolutely. Let them know that you're worried about them. Yeah. Because sometimes bosses take it on for everybody. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening to today's episode. We hope all of you out there can take some of this information and go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu.